She's going crazy. Watch her mouth. This is me monitoring the sound. High tech. High tech. High tech. And cute because I got little buns in, so it looks like I'm wearing little earmuffs. Princess Lit. What? That's the toilet flushing. Nice. Just waiting. Just waiting. Nice. For the boys. Mm, for the boys. Boys going out for a little coffee. <laughs> Leaving the girls to do the do the real man's work in here. <laughs> Alfie's just clearing out his flask. <laughs> Alfie. Sorry. Hurry up. At least he's using filtered water. Okay. Yeah. At least we have filtered water. Yeah. yeah. Can't, we learned, go, can't go back. We learned from that Zac Efron documentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe that's why we're so short. We didn't have filtered water growing up. Mm, I was supposed to be five foot eight. I lied the other day and said I was five foot five. You're not five foot five. I felt your body kind of tense up. Not the average UK woman's height. That don't be silly. I'm five four and a half. Come on, I'm five four. I'm five. I'm a solid five four. Used to be five three and a half. I've grown a lot in the last year. Got a lot of sleep. Mm, that's the one good thing that I've really achieved this year. A lot of snoozing. A lot of zeds. I'm caught up on my zeds. Are they gone? Thank they God. Gone? Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. How long does it take him to leave? Okay. Alfie can sometimes be out, though, so quickly it's kind of worrying. Mm, mm. He, yeah, quick his, as a flash, his, out the door. His ability to leave a place, exit, his mm. exit strategy is very, very, you know, polished. Mm. I get quite hurt as well when I'm leaving um, Horatio or he, he's leaving my flat or I'm leaving his flat. And the way that, you know, he's just like, okay, bye. I'm like always expecting him mm. to be like, are you not going to wait by the, are you not going to mm. hold out a boom box at least outside of my window mm. or, or do something romantic? The way that he's able to just leave and then I feel like stripped of mm. something. If oh, they don't kiss I hate you that. as well. I mean, they give me a little kiss and it's like, I don't, do you not, do you actually want me to leave? This happens yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be the same. I used to really annoy him by being, waiting at the door and shouting, bye down the street (laughs) it's got better now but i can tell how much he loves me by you know in a phase of how much love he is by how quick the goodbye is really yeah he's very good like that though he does do he does always say goodbye properly that's just nice that's a really nice thing he's a good guy he's a good guy we got good fellas eh? yeah he does wee in a cup during the night rather than going to the toilet but that's fine (laughs) that's fine like a like an old victorian like um uh, bathroom pot that they used to have Mm, under the bed a bedpan yeah a bedpan that's it yeah except this is uh, a clean canteen steel water (laughs) bottle that he then uses for water the next day he does wash it thoroughly (sighs) men 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 baffling but we love them so we decided to do some questions Mm. we're also in another new location yeah We're now downstairs. Mm. Keeping it fresh, keeping, keeping it hot. Yep, not not at Alfie's desk anymore. We're now in, in my living room, uh, which is obviously stunning. Mm. Gorgeous. That's my laundry basket back there. This is our this is our little friend. Mm-hmm. This is our little friend, Bruce. Bruce? Yeah. Oh, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Bruce? Bruce Wayne, isn't yeah, he his name? Bruce Wayne, yeah. Hello, Bruce. Um... So, yeah, we're going to answer some questions today just for fun. Just, mm. you know. Keep it fresh and light and fun yeah. and funky. I genuinely didn't think anyone was sending questions, so I'm quite flattered. I got so many questions. No mm. one sent any questions to me, but I don't read DMs. Mm. That's probably why then, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't read DMs. But I, I, let me check my DMs, because I reckon I've probably got yeah, no yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. People would just prefer BB. I feel like that's going to be a Pandora's box moment for you, to be honest. No, it's really not. 
Um, and I'm really sorry if you hear my stomach rumbling during this podcast, but uh, I had breakfast at 6am and it's now 10.40. Uh, no, no questions. No questions whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Well, I had the little question box on my Instagram story, oh, so it was much easier for people to just send them straight in. And we picked out some. Yeah, we've got eight. Yeah, nice. The first one we're going to start with is actually quite a nice question. Yeah, it's a nice question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You took the headphones off. Do you want me to put them on? <laughs> no, on? I'll put them on now. I'll be Princess Leia. I tell you, it's, it's, honestly, it's okay. quite funny. It's okay. weird. Hello. Oh my God. I know, it's so funny. It, it does sound like you're your in a recording. Voice... It sounds yeah. like you're in a recording booth. Your voice sounds nicer. Oh, there we go. Mm. Hi. Yeah, it's cute. Actually, that looks a good, that's a good look for you. <laughs> I always think um, when you see people walking down the street who've got proper headphones in like this, mm. I always think they're such a music person. Yeah, exactly. Like be- like Beats by Dr. Dre, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's cool. Or what are they listening to, you know? They're listening to proper and music. And they want to show the world that they're listening yeah, as well. They don't, they don't want to be involved. They want to just listen, be in their own music world. Exactly. I always get jealous of them because I don't like music. Fucking well, hate it. The world isn't made for dreamers like that, is it? Not anymore. Like, music. It's so difficult to pick songs. Every every day for bath time, I try and put on songs for them. Mm. And it's the same songs every day, just I can't be bothered to find new songs I like. Mm. I like these six songs. They'll be my six songs. I know. It does actually kind of depress me when I get so used to um, an order of songs on my Spotify. Um, because I added them, I they added were added to my liked songs in that order. And then I start to listen to them in a row. And so then if I hear one of those songs out in public, like it playing in the shop, I expect to hear the song that I have in my Spotify oh, after it. Like and in it a make, movie. Exactly. And it makes, and it, you know, I always get jarred when a different song plays afterwards. And I realize, oh my God, I need to uh, listen to some new music and, and mm. stop listening to just the 25th anniversary Les Mis concert that they did at the Royal mm. Albert Hall. <laughs> yeah, or the 500 Days of Summer soundtrack. Oh, with Alfie Bow. He was in the 500 Days of Summer. No. He was in the Les Mis, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alfie Bow and 500 Days of Summer. What a, what a day that would what be for all of us. What a performance. Oh, I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt so mm, much. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm, his brother died. I know. That's why. Mm. That's what you can just tell. Yeah. You can just tell. We're yeah. going to we're gonna get along. Yeah, exactly. Aw, Love you, Joseph. Love you, Joe. Um, not. I think I've gone off Zoe De- Deschanel though. Yeah, she's. I think actually revealed herself to be quite like aware of her own hype. Mm. I think. And apparently, New Girl is good. Yes, I keep seeing clips of it, and it seems like it's going to be this cheesy sitcom. But mm, apparently, the pilot is the fun. best pilot ever written, or something. Wow. I know. I don't believe it. Don't believe it. I don't actually believe anything is good. Mm. Anyway, so our first question is about happiness. <laughs> Where do you find your daily pockets of happiness? Mm. Uh, which is a really nice question. Because I think I do find it. Me too. Daily. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm miserable. Yeah. I think I've definitely become much more able to identify happiness now. Mm. And mm. relish it. You know? T- grab life by the horns, some would say. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think that daily pockets of happiness come from... Um, I don't know... I, I take these off. Yeah, it is quite uncomfortable <laughs> wearing them, isn't it? Bruce can have them. Bruce can have them. There you go, Brucey. There you go, Brucey. Bruce. Bruce. For anyone listening who's wondering who Bruce is, <laughs> we have a, a giant like figurine of Batman on the sofa. That's what that's what that is. And I am really sorry. My stomach is making very loud sounds. I can't hear it at all. Okay, but Bruce can. Mm. Sorry, <laughs> oh, Bruce. Bruce definitely can't have the headphones on. Um, so I think that something I've noticed recently is... You know when you are gonna, you you know you're gonna be unproductive. You know you're gonna watch TV in the evening. You know that you're too tired to do something. You know that you just want to relax. I think it's quite good to 
properly commit to those uh, moments of relaxation or be, as I like to call it, productively unproductive. So instead of being anxious and, and worrying about all of your work things and like feeling guilty for watching like Gilmore Girls or something in the evening instead of like maybe, you know, going out and doing something. When you know that you need to look after yourself and relax with self-care, as I guess people would say, I think it's really good to allow yourself that, be productively unproductive so that you can actually get the most out of that experience and just relax and just kind of unwind. Mm. And I feel like I've been able to have pockets of happiness in that way recently, um, where if I really wanted to do something or watch something or, you know, just like look after myself in a small way, rather than just feeling guilty about it, I let myself do it and then I just feel so much better afterwards. Mm. And that's been a little pocket of happiness. When I got a pocket full of pocket full of sunshine. I got a pocket full of all I know. Sorry. Okay. So when you do do those um, moments where you're being productively unproductive, um, which does sound like you've read a few self-help books, by the way. Mm, haven't. Um, not a single one. Instagram not account. Not a single one. Don't follow a single self-help Instagram account. I'm fully mentally healthy. Um, okay. Uh, do you do a number of things at the same time so do you also have your phone near you or a laptop or do you just focus on the tv program that's actually a really good question you should just focus on the one thing but sometimes there's a golf game on my phone and I sometimes let myself play that <laughs> while I'm watching tv <laughs> only if it's a program I've seen before because then it's like okay I can keep one eye on one and that's the only time I allow myself to do that you can't be watching like tiktok and watching tv or you know you know give your brain a break yeah, because I, I find that whenever I do end up rarely alone and watching TV, I always make the mistake of also looking at my phone. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not really committed to the TV program. I'm scrolling through people's shit on Instagram. And then 15 minutes have gone by and I haven't concentrated on either. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I do think it's a good thing to just try and focus on one thing. I try to do that lately because I've been way more at home. And with a baby, you are obviously at home way more and also because I'm trying to get into a system of getting him to nap mm. so when he's had these naps and he's actually sleeping and I have this spare hour I've been trying to do productive unproductivity for you know as a change mm. and so I started watching this thing called I started watching Nine Perfect Strangers Ooh, on Amazon that? so it's it's the same writer as Big Little Eyes you know, she does these big mm. chiclet books, which are huge bestsellers. And it's Nicole Kidman seems to be in every single version of the TV stuff. It's so bad. Really? It's so expensive. It's got huge stars in, like huge stars. And I've been watching it m more out of just fascination that this can be so bad and yet so expensive. And also to watch it and to be like on episode four and to be, and it's to be fine. But... Yeah, it's it's not it's not it's just fascination of just mm. how awful it is. Really, Nicole Kidman is doing this weird Scandinavian accent. <laughs> I don't even know what her natural voice sounds no. like. All I know All is that face. every accent that she does just sounds a little off. It's just a bit off. Um, anyway, oh my god, I'm so sorry. My stomach is literally. I'm thinking I'm going to stop and eat. You have to have an eat eating break. That's so cute. Um, okay, no, no, it's gonna be fine. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. just starving. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry while you're saying that I did actually get a DM on Instagram a while back um, somebody confirming my theory that I had in one of our earliest podcasts that about, she, about that she wears a wig and absolutely everything and that she has about four hairs on her mm -hmm. head yeah <laughs> I asked a makeup lady the other day somebody confirmed that they messaged me like you're right I worked on her hair yeah. once keep this anonymous but That's so um, cool. she has about four hairs on her head always wears a wig I knew it knew it 
But so many actresses are bald. So many actresses are bald. <laughs> <laughs> narrow and bald. They're just narrow and bald. They're like sexy little babies. <laughs> or those sphinx cats. Oh my God. Actresses are sphinx cats. They um, are. They are. So yeah, I completely agree. My pockets of happiness come from those moments where you can just switch off. Mm. Um, I also, I don't know where it comes from, but it's more um, zone, zooming in on tiny little moments that I find really bring out joy. Um, and making those kind of minute chats with them I have just, and if I remember them, that's why I do write a diary. Because these little tiny chats you have with them just can be, just I uh, hopefully stay with me forever. The kids. Yeah. You didn't say oh, that. Them. Sounds Sorry. like you're talking Sorry. to the voices in your head. <laughs> so the chats I have with myself, yeah. I just I treasure them. <laughs> no, I mean I think the kids, the kids are genuine pockets of happiness as embodied. They're manifested mm. as pockets of happiness, aren't they? Yeah. Because every single conversation I could ever have with Donny Margo was more fascinating and interesting and hilarious than any conversation you could have with an adult. Mm, he started telling me about rocks and how they have energy oh. yesterday. It was so sweet. And he can't say kinetic energy. Um, he thinks it's like, he says kinetic energy. Oh. And I keep saying it's kinetic. <laughs> it's going to start to get annoying soon. But right now it's sweet. Um, yeah, no, I, but I also, food is a huge source of Absolutely. daily joy. So I really look forward to dinner every day. And I also really look forward to breakfast. So I started trying to set the alarm at six mm. so that I can have... 20 minutes maybe not necessarily alone the baby usually wakes up um where I can have a coffee and have breakfast on my own Aww. oh my god I love it I don't care that I'm exhausted and I'm getting up at six but if I just have that moment where I can just have my bar have my coffee I literally can't remember the last time I woke up at six <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit no um also so nice. yeah food I mean, it, it, to be honest, everything that we've said kind of falls under the kind umbrella. Of, kind of falls off. Kind of falls under the umbrella of um, mindfulness, doesn't it? Where basically anything can be an opportunity for a pocket of happiness or, you know, just a moment of peace if you fully focus your energy on it. Um, and I obviously am not somebody that like is into meditation or anything like that. Um, I was, I'm anti-meditation. Yeah, anti, anti. I did try to do this breathing thing with Horatia for a while, but I actually just started to get creepy. The, vo the man's <laughs> voice started to creep me out. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah it's just about focusing on what you're doing rather than having a million thoughts because you're not being you're not going to get any of that shit done that's going in your head mm. you're just making yourself worried so it's just about being calm also when I was um, uh, at the gym yesterday uh, hello gym bunny that's me now <laughs> that's me now two with days with my in gym membership two let's days just in say that pure gym so no, we don't want to get caught by pure gym <laughs> okay, I have my own account at pure gym <laughs> I have my own number pass. Anyway, um, I was on the treadmill yesterday and I was doing a run and I, I hate running, but I forced myself to do it and I was really enjoying it, weirdly, because it was like, this is, I'm, I'm pushing myself to do something that I don't normally do and it's not as bad as, as I thought it was going to be. Like, I'm not sprinting like they force you to do in Barry's Boot Camp, which is the worst thing in the world. Um, I'm just doing it at my own pace. And then I thought about, that's kind of like life, isn't it? You just... if if you just push yourself to do something that you kind of don't want to do, but you ultimately know is quite good for you, when you actually do do it, it does make you feel like proud of yourself. And even though it's such a stupid thing to be proud of yourself for, because like I'm an adult woman, of course I should exercise if I want to live a long <laughs> life. But it was still, it was just a nice feeling. And then I thought about how lucky I am in so many other ways. I had a real moment of like inner gratitude oh my gosh. and it was really lovely. 
And it was similar to this experience I had with this stand-up thing the other night. Um, where- sorry, my stomach. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh my God, I'm I- starving. <laughs> <laughs> I am just, you know, I don't eat between meals. She's so. famished. She's a famished little waif. Um, basically, I went on stage, but 10 seconds beforehand, I was so nervous that I genuinely was looking at the guy running the evening because I was going to say, I can't do it. But then I went on stage and I did it and I won this little competition thing. Aww. And um, if I... Watch that, out, Amy Schumer. Watch out! Watch out, comedy world! <laughs> <laughs> no, I can retire from comedy now that I've won this hey, tiny little competition. Hey, on again. You're like Sarah Silverman doing her podcast. Yeah. You should be controversial now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah... I pushed myself, did something I didn't want to do, and I got a good thing mm. out of it. And I was like, fuck, maybe that's what I should have been doing my whole life. And mm. I've just always, every time I have been scared, I'm just like, no, 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 I'm not going to do something. So I really do feel like I am yeah. actually in an enlightened era of my yeah. life. But I've been trying to get you to fucking do exercise voracious, not because of anything to do with vanity. Mm. It just makes you feel better and more control. And so much you, weirdly, you did two runs mm. on days that you had gigs mm. or, you know, mm. something. And it is because I've always, always exercised before I, I'm doing something in the evening because it just, it, it makes me focus. And yeah, it's, it's just as simple as you're like, you're running towards a goal. Yeah. And it does make you feel better after. But I feel the same about bunk beds because I face my fear. I face my fear and I, I, there's a community WhatsApp thing that I'm involved in with. Hate it, mm. but occasionally they give away free stuff. I hate, I hate secondhand stuff. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> who's had sex here? <laughs> who's who's used this before? Is yeah. it clean? Yeah. But I face my fear, and I've been wanting to get bunk beds for ages. And she did a bunk it. bed came up, and Alfie was like, "Shall we do it? It isn't actually a proper bunk bed; it's only a top bunk." But it's a step forward. Oh my god, it's one step. It's literally one bunk. And it did cost seven hundred pounds. I got it for free. Got it for free. So I faced my fear. I didn't do any of the work. Our mum went to collect it. She put it up with Alfie. <laughs> but at the same time, I've got something free that could have been a creepy thing, but it's actually been a nice thing. Do you know what? You put nice yourself out that you got out of that comfort zone. And I've been swimming. And you've been swimming. Swimming is a hard thing to do, and it's cold. We've gone so <laughs> off the rails with this question. <laughs> I, I've also went to get curtains. Gorgeous. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what? Buzzing, buzzing off my endorphins, your your free admin bunk skills. bed, admin, fucking everything's the going dream. right. Everything's going right. We're loving the dream. Was that really loud in headphones, just screaming dreams? No, no, it wasn't. You, you leaned away. I did. Yeah, exactly. I'm a pro. Exactly. Like Ariana Grande, when she does one of those whistle notes, she goes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Okay. They, okay. I was going to talk about Ariana Grande for a second because okay. she did a duet with Weekend. Mm. The Weekend. The Weekend. <laughs> I call them Weekend. The Weekend. They fucking love that song. Oh. They not the voices in my head, the kids. <laughs> <laughs> they love Save Your mm. Tears. Mm. So that's <laughs> That's the song I play in Bath every night. That's so not what I was expecting you to be playing to them in the bath. Yeah, that's they they love the hilarious. weekend. <laughs> These kids, they got taste, they got groove, they got And they really like the cut the, the single with the Ronnie <laughs> 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 <a> Ronnie Grande. <laughs> a Ronnie Grande. Ariana anyway, Grande. It's a, good, it's a good single, guys. Mm, good you single. go listen to that music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Tick. Tick. Question two. This mm. is a bit of a different... Um, different vibe. Different vibe. It's about female anger. Mm. Especially when it's expressed through tears. How do you deal with it? I thought that was a really interesting question. Yeah. Especially given that um, we do, you know, experience anger with each other and I think we do have different ways of expressing <laughs> it. 
And I do, I, I'm, I'm very much a teary person and I hate you it. You go so quick to cry, to cry shout. I'm just a weepy Mary Magdalene. It's so annoying. I, I'm, it's so pathetic, <laughs> actually. It's, At it's, it's height, such a weak... it's so, so overpowering as well. Because like I've got big old like watery eyes, you know, they and they fill up zero to 100 like in a second. And I think people get quite shocked you know, because I, I seem so fragile and frazzled immediately. And I know that it kind of basically just puts a stop to anybody else's argument. And that's probably why I do it. It's really actually effective. Mm. I don't know how I deal with anger anymore. You... I storm out. You storm out. You get your hands on your hips. <laughs> the higher up, the angry you are. And um, you, uh, you, you say very blunt things. You say I'm... things that you know the other person doesn't want to hear mm. and you say it really bluntly and then you then I'm you brutal. Leave. brutal I'm brutal with my words mm. and then I leave yeah whereas I'm weepy and I guilt trip mm. by um by how pathetic I act yeah I used to be hot. quite irrational with um fights with Alfie's say I used to kind of but I think because he's so rational and annoyingly he's just so good at arguing yeah um I think I've learned to be I've learned that that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably filtered down to how we fight because I, I'm i probably taking on an Alfie role now with you. Exactly. You kind of try and be foolproof so that um, you, you, you're going to be fine no matter what happens. I've noticed that with you actually. I, yeah, it's, I have to protect myself. So it's kind of, I, I need to get out of the situation, say what I need to say and like almost like leave with a grenade. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> an emotional grenade yeah. and and leave you to kind of cry and scream and be irrational mm -hmm. but i think we're getting better <clears throat> we're getting a lot better yeah even the text portion of the mm. fight the oh which half. used to be just vitriolic now now it's much more logical and mm. rational and we sort of say what we've got to say you say what i've got to say and then and then we sort it out it just is so much better mm -hmm. to be honest yeah it is to just say the brutal truth and get it out to the way get it out the way get because it out the way it's usually you know you, you're, the stuff you say is accurate, the stuff I say is accurate. And it's, if it's on the table, then you can at least work out a way to move forward. Mm -hmm. And it means you just don't have that. I, I love to hold a grudge, love to hold a grudge, but I can't seem to do it with family. Like I would never want to have that with you where mm. you have that sort of weird resentment thing because you haven't said something honestly. Um, but with people that I'm not as close to or as attached to, Oh my God, I could, hold a, I could hold a grudge for a century. I'm obsessed with it. It's my favorite thing to hold. Um, and it just means the favorite you... thing to hold. I know, right? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but it just means that you can never properly have a close connection with that person because you have always got something under the surface. And that's why I would never want it with family or people I'm close to. God, it is honestly <laughs> outrageous how loud your stomach rumbles. I actually think, can we, we're not going to pause it, but I'm just going to get something to eat. You go get something I, to I'm eat. worried about my, but don't press pause. I'm worried that it will. Um, no, no, don't press pause because we can just edit it out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Jessie's had her little snack. Now we can get back to business. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm, yummy. Smells good. Um, okay, so that's how, that's that's female anger. How do we deal with it? Um, be honest, be brutal, get it all out there. And then and then deal with the with the the debris, you know? But you can work on it together as a team. I, I don't think men respond well to tears. No. I don't know a man who responds well to a woman crying. No, 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 that's for sure. Um, it's always just quite 
a lot, isn't it? And that's yeah. just awful. But at the same time, Married at First Sight UK, there was a, a guy in it called Bob who was so sweet, like lovable, funny guy. And um, he cried at the, so easily. And it was just so weird to see a man that quick to cry. Mm. And this woman just didn't know how to respond. It was fascinating watching. Yes, I guess. I mean, that is one of those like gender role things that um, shouldn't be a thing, but it's probably reinforced in you when you're like a child um, that girls are the ones who get weepy and cry, which is of course not the case, but it is still strange when a man is quicker to resort to that just because from the boys that I know, they're just not good at expressing their emotions no. in that way. Alfie's very good at crying, but it's always to do with musicals. Mm. I've only seen Horatia cry once oh. at the end of a movie. And I was so blown away by actually seeing him cry. Because I was obviously crying at the same moment. It was the most incredible film I've ever seen, a film called Waves um, oh, yeah. by Trevor Schultz. And um, it's all about grief and it's just incredible. But to see him cry at the end, it moved me so much because that takes so much to make him cry. So I really recommend that movie if you want to cry. I need to watch that. Mm. Aw. Yeah. I really don't cry very much. Mm. I only cried, yeah, I only cry now to do with physical pain. Yeah. I probably cry at least twice a week. <laughs> at least twice a week, yeah. I don't think I've ever been that big a crier, actually. Mm. I think you've always been a big crier. I'm a weepy, weepy but woman. But you're a water sign, aren't you? I'm a water sign, that makes sense. Mm. Okay. I'm a cancer. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Uh, resetting career expectations as you get older. Mm -hmm. Thoughts. Mm -hmm. And are you happier now? I think that's a great question. Was it are you happier now as well? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's a great question. I think probably we cover this quite a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah. I mean, you're, it's, we're at very different stages. Yeah. But. But again, you've had to really reassess and already had a career since you were young. So it's, you, yeah. I guess in a way I feel like I'm resetting it in a small way. Um, not because I don't feel like an actor um, at all, but as we've spoken about so much on the podcast, there's so little control. And the writing and comedy that I've done with Jesse since I was a teenager, I've always put it like very much second fiddle. And now I'm getting to a stage where I realize, wait, I don't want to be in a position where I have so little control and I'm constantly waiting for something. So that's why I'm putting those things more to the forefront now. So that does feel like a bit of a reset, um, but it's still relatively similar stuff to what I've always done. But I think just the idea of calling myself something different than actor first, like if I was to say like um, writer or comedian, like that's still too scary. I don't think I could mm. ever do that. It's so strange though, because whenever I get called actress mm -hmm. first, I'm always like, what? Really? What? I'm, I'm almost offended mm. because it, it's not, what I do like I mean obviously I occasionally work as an actress but it doesn't feel like my identity at all so I always get quite like annoyed mm. and I guess it shows how ridiculous the idea of your identity being attached to what your job is it makes you feel so vulnerable because mm -hmm. I don't want like I yeah if somebody was call me an actress as well I, I I would associate with that term but I would feel slightly uncomfortable like I would feel uncomfortable if somebody called me a comedian or a writer or anything like that and I think it's because Maybe it's because I don't have confidence in myself, but also the idea of attaching myself to those things, whereas I just want to be seen for myself. And we kind of talked about this on our Patreon episode um, yesterday, but uh, I, for instance, so I, I'm contemplating writing a second novel, which mm. I really, really want to do, and I've had, it's been my idea that I've had for longer than any idea. It's something I desperately want to do. Mm. I desperately feel like I am a writer, mm. first and foremost. But I'm at a stage in my life 
where I have children, I have rent, pay. I have a way of making an income which is a bit easier than writing, which is through drawing and selling my prints. And that's an, I find that quite a noble living, mm. a simple way of life. It's selling a product and promoting a product and mm. selling a, sending a product out. Mm -hmm. And so it's whether it's fair to my kids to say yes to doing a book which might be a year out of my life I was horrible during some of the writing process of Sunset. No, you weren't. You well, were no, just I mean, tired I was, and stressed. But I mean, I remember at the end stages with Alfie, it would be like it was so all-consuming. And I don't know if I'm committed. To, I, I desperately want to do that. But I need to decide now whether I'm going to commit to that or is it going to be financially more comfortable to do something which is, is safer mm -hmm. and like an easier way of just getting by. It might not be as much money, but... It's a nicer way of life. It's and such a scary adult decision. And to what have do to I make. want? Like, what do I want to do? Yes, I would love to write another novel, mm -hmm. but is it the right thing to do at this stage in my life with my kids? Mm. And actually, it's the first decision where I've realised that the creative um, lifestyle is—it's not actually about what I want to do anymore. I've always just done whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually it's the first time where I've been, I've had, I'm having to reset. Mm. So I think though, you could argue that you are happier now though, that you've had various resets in your career because you actually understand who you are now. Mm. And those resets or like career changes have shown you who you are as a person and as a kind of creative person. So you are always going to be happier after you reset your career because yeah, but it's not necessarily you understand you yourself better. It. So, so I think life all plan. of all of my resets have been not me putting them in place. Mm -hmm. They've been life events, or it just happens to be that I got this job or whatever. And I think for the first time, it's me taking control of those resets. Yeah. And I think in your twenties, you're more able to, you don't notice those resets as much. Yes, yes, they're really subtle. I think that um, embracing something that you clearly want to do in your subconscious that you're leaning towards doing it, trying it out. Even if it doesn't work, you can always go back to the next thing, but that's always going to make you happier in the long term. So Yeah, I think also taking it. little risks every yeah. so often mm. and pushing yourself. So like you doing stand-up, yeah. um, you know, even me writing a book, they're like things that aren't necessarily safe options, but they're pushing you and mm. they're using your different skills and your different talents. And yeah, I think that's really exciting, mm. making kind of little leaps yeah. into the unknown. Totally. Into the unknown. <laughs> I actually just booked tickets to go see Frozen the musical. <gasps> I actually booked an extra ticket because I don't think Alfie wants to come. So oh my come. God. Yeah, it's a matinee. That I'm sounds I'm going to take them out of school because they're the only cheap tickets. When, when, when? Something of November. Oh my God. Yeah. The dream come true. I know. I didn't realise it's already happening. You know, it's Samantha Box. Oh, is it? Samantha From Box. Dorothy? From, um, she was on. Maria. Which, Maria. No, no, no. Which one was she on? Was Nancy? She on, was she Nancy? I feel like she was Nancy. Nancy. She was Nancy, wasn't she? But she, she was on the win. Nancy competition, but she didn't win. Win, yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber's Andrew Lloyd Webber's show um, about uh, how, how do you find a girl like Maria was yeah. the first one. And then Nancy and then Dorothy. Dorothy. I lived for those shows. You can find them on YouTube. They've got like a bootleg version do of they? it. Um, the, the different episodes. Incredible, sorry. impeccable TV. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> now you're digesting, aren't you? So that's why you're making sounds up. I'm so sorry. It's one of my pet peeves hearing people eat or drink on podcasts. So I'm really sorry if you just heard me swallowing and chewing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, she plays Elsa. 
I saw a TikTok. Oh no, didn't she go out with someone really famous? Yeah, and I saw them on the tube once, but I can't remember on who it was. On the tube. On the tube. Someone on the tube once. Oh, I remember and she was wearing a trilby. Yeah! No, 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 that was Daisy Ridley. That was oh, Daisy God. Ridley. No, I'm sure you said Samantha Bartz is wearing a hat too. She probably was. She seems like the kind of person to wear a hat. Is it, is it called a bolero? <laughs> no. <laughs> bolero is... No, oh, no. No, she a bitch. Is a bolero is one of those oh, things. Oh, a sombrero. <laughs> Wasn't wearing a sombrero she was not, on the for the record, line. Samantha Box, when I saw her on the tube, I do not believe that she was wearing a sombrero, but she potentially could have been. Can I just say, I am adamant I saw Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> I'm adamant, and if you don't know who Jürgen Klopp is, Google him. Most beautiful man of all time. Most beautiful man of all time. But Where not, she looks a little bit but like Yeah, Jürgen Klopp. not since he had laser eye, laser eye surgery. He should not have had laser eye surgery. Mm. Anyway, I saw Jürgen Klopp with glasses, so mm-hmm. it probably wasn't Jürgen Klopp. In the in in the tunnel the other day, gorgeous on a bike on a on a on a Santander bike. Oh my Are they god! They Santander bikes. Mm, that's a modest man. That what a noble way to travel. I don't think it was him, but it was a spitting image. And then I also thought I saw someone else really famous on another bike. <laughs> so thrilling! I just so celeb spotting. I wish that heat page. I love that heat page so mm, much. Mm-hmm. I wish I didn't have to buy heat. To yeah, get that page. I know. And also the rest of heat. Oh my god, it's gone so no. downhill. I know. Read it on the airplane recently. I just couldn't believe how unbelievably bad all of it is. Mm. All of it. I know. Well, there you go. Okay, cool. Next <laughs> question. Answering these impeccably, aren't we? Okay, this is a this is a big one that you got a few. Um, you know, people wanting different variations of this question about ghosting. Oh, ghosting. Yeah, my God, people seem to be obsessed with ghosting. Maybe because, you know, this hot girl summer that we all experienced. What's that? Um, it was just like an internet term to describe, I guess with lockdown lifting and stuff, this summer was supposed to be hot girl summer. People really putting themselves out there romantically and I guess just having fun experiences. But maybe the hot girl summer, all of the flings and things that people had, now it's getting into winter coughing season Maybe people are getting ghosted. They're getting cold. They're getting cold. They're getting frosty. They're getting frostbite. <laughs> um, maybe that's why there are questions about ghosting. Maybe that's happening a lot now. Have you got any experiences with ghosting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big experience. That was the that was the big one. Remember that inspired um, bookworm. Was that a ghost? Mm, yeah, it just never replied to me. Even, Even though, though we were going out. How long were you going out for? No, literally, he asked me out, and then I think we probably. Saw each other a couple of times after he asked me out uh-huh. to be his girlfriend. And then he just never, ever texted me. And do you remember it was the text that I got after three months? I got a DM, not uh-huh. even a text. I got a DM after three months of silence and I fainted. <laughs> 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 I fainted in my flat on my own. <laughs> Which is really the lamest way to faint. Yeah. Like if I'm going to faint, I want it to be in public. Mm. Like I want people to catch me. You don't want to faint in your own flat and wake up and you're still alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was it was humiliating. I was humiliated and embarrassed even though I was alone. How long were you out for, do you think? No, I wasn't out. It mm. was just literally, I just dropped. Mm. Dropped to the floor. Oh, Jesse, And you were my age, I remember. Yeah. It was just, it was so awful, the whole experience, because it does send you crazy. Mm-hmm. Because you have a, a your version of reality, which is that he's asked you out or you've been going out and then you have a great experience together. You think it's fine or at least it's going to grow. And you think you're on this journey together. You've started this journey together. And then there's just stone cold silence. So... Again, it comes back to honesty. If they just are honest about how they're feeling, and eventually he was, I think. I think, yeah, and certainly... Oh, yeah, he did actually break up with me. 
eventually. Really? Yeah, he came over after all of that time um, and and said how it was. And I mean, what, like you'd been waiting around thinking, oh, he's still my boyfriend yeah. if he hasn't got in contact with you? Yeah, because he was egocentric. So insulting. How can you think that? But it was my fault in a way because I let myself you know, be seen, he, I, I treated myself as low, low, low status, status yeah. and low worth and mm. stuff. So it's my fault. But at the same time, I think it's so cruel just not to be immediately upfront mm-hmm. about how you feel. If you don't like someone, just fucking tell them. Exactly. I always give that advice to any of my friends or um, any anyone, really. You just got to be honest. You just got to get it out of the way because even though it hurts in the moment, it's so much easier for the person that's getting rejected to like... Have, like just get back to normal mm. getting ghosted is so much more insulting because it just implies that you're they can't they, they're like so put off by you that they don't even want to get in contact but at the same time it does filter down into work stuff sometimes because I it's so much easier sometimes just to not reply to people mm-hmm. because it's like it's just awkward to get into a situation into a communication and then you don't want to go down that path so it's just easy just to make it clear that you don't want anything to do them by ghosting them and that's mean of me, but um, I'm, I'm much, I'm, I definitely do ghost people career-wise. Mm-hmm. I think that that's slightly more acceptable. Yeah. If you don't have a personal connection with someone, then I feel like with work stuff, you kind of just Have you know. ever ghosted someone? Have I ever ghosted someone romantically? Yeah. Um, a little bit, I think, like a tiny bit. It wasn't a proper ghost, but I think that now, retrospectively, I can look back at it. It's two years It's ago. a baby ghost. It was, it was basically a ghost. I was seeing someone for a couple of weeks and it was really intense. And then I totally had a change of heart and I got the ick and I realized, oh my God, okay, this is not the right thing to do. And he went away on holiday for a few days with his family and he kept contacting me and I basically just responded less quickly and less affectionately every time. Yeah. So that by the time he got back and he sort of expected to see me, I... I I did actually the worst thing, which isn't quite ghosting, but it's gaslighting, which is where you imply that it wasn't as big a deal as it was. It was totally a mean thing for me to do, but th- he was so intense, this boy. Um, and it had only been two weeks, but I had realized after the two weeks, oh my God, okay, this has got out of control. So I basically tried to tone it down. I was like, look, I think that maybe you feel differently about this than I do. And I think that maybe we should just take a bit of time apart. So then I, after, after I had that breakup thing, I then did ghost him a few times. But that's the only me. way to do it. You've got to be brutal. I know. But the thing is, it's not nice to imply that somebody's feelings aren't justified. Because people have done that to me before. Like a guy I really liked implied that we had never even had a romantic thing when it was obvious we had. And that was very hurtful. But I felt it was necessary in this situation because there was no other way of explaining it. Because mm. he thought that we were like in love or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I actually bumped into him um, a couple of weeks ago for the first time. And... We didn't see, we didn't speak to each other. We were at something and, and, and I could see that he was there and I was there obviously with Horatia so that was slightly embarrassing. But I did send him a message afterwards just did to you? say. Yeah. Because I realised like, I don't know what he's doing with his life now. I don't know if he has a girlfriend. I don't know how he is. I'm sure he's doing well. I'm sure he's fine. But me seeing him and not acknowledging him there, I felt like that was a similar to the way that I basically crushed his feelings and then let go so I sent him a text just to basically acknowledge to say I saw you you look really well I hope you're doing really really well and like I wasn't sure if I should come over and say hi or if if that would be appropriate but I really hope you're doing well just because and then he sent a really nice text back and it was not it was lovely and I just realized like I just wanted him to know that I saw you I'm not ignoring you I'm not embarrassed that we went out I'm really sorry for how I acted like you know I hope you're doing well and I didn't want to send that text but I'm really glad I did because it was it was the right thing to do. That's like the opposite of how my ghosting experience happened with that guy 
because whenever I have seen him publicly, it is like I am a ghost and he can't see me. And it's just, it. it's so odd. It's just so odd. So fucking weird. And then even when we've been in the same social situation, mm. it's still like he can't make an eye, eye contact with me. It's just bizarre. I think with that though, I think part of that is embarrassment because sure, he knows that you're already into him, but he also knows that he was acting like an like an arsehole. Yeah. So he probably so just immature. doesn't want to he just doesn't want to acknowledge that part yeah. of his part of himself. Yeah. I think the most grown up thing you can do is just be yeah, that's so grown up what you did. So yeah. nice. Yeah, because well I just done. and it's kind of it's retribution for what you did. Exactly. I just I I obviously wasn't gonna go up and speak to him with my boyfriend just there um but I didn't want him to feel like I was ignoring him and I was embarrassed mm. of his presence cause... I would have I would have ignored him and I would have just been so immature and stupid about the whole thing mm. so well done BB that's what I, I'm a grown-up lady yeah grown-up lady so don't ghost anyone guys it's yeah. always better to just be honest about your feelings even that guy that rejected me after two dates and, and said you know he wasn't romantically attracted to me but thought I was a real hoot you know at least mm. I got over that relatively quickly sometimes I hear stories about Alfie in our breakup and what he like he's told me things about what he got up to and stuff and sometimes I I do think about saying to him right you have to text them mm-hmm. and you have to say sorry mm-hmm. and you have to say I didn't text you because of this mm-hmm. and I'm really sorry because they just don't think the same. They are able to have sex with someone and then to never speak to them again and that to be completely fine. Mm-hmm. And he he tries to make out to me. He's adamant that th- these girls wanted a one night stand as much as they did. But I, and I know that that's very true. Some girls are completely like want to have one night stands and don't give a shit. And that's, you know, that's completely fine. But I'm pretty sure some of these girls wanted more mm-hmm. and they never heard back from him. And that makes me... I'm in a secure enough place now in our relationship to be like, that's not okay. You need, even if it's however many years later, exactly. You need to text them, mm. find that unknown number, totally track them down. That's so mature of you to feel that way. I have never told him that, and I don't think that he would be happy with me saying that. But I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that, Alfie. Take it, learn a lesson. Yeah, you mm. should have had a two night stand and then text them to say sorry. Mm. Well, then mm-hmm. just a one night stand and say bye, mm. like you tried to do with me. <laughs> Uh oh! Look Sorry, how that worked out. I stayed. Okay, mm. this is our life. Mm. Oh, I actually have been ghosted a few times now. I'm just remembering. But oh, how. sorry. No, no, it's good. But it, the thing is, and I, this does sound kind of bitchy of me, but like it does correlate with how you feel about yourself. I was ghosted a fuck ton when I felt super insecure, super anxious to please boys. Like I was getting rejected left, 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 right, back and center. <laughs> Whatever that phrase. <laughs> I was getting rejected all the time and it correlates a lot with how I felt about myself. Sure, the rejection didn't help, but I was also very anxious in terms of how I looked, my career, everything like that. I was in a really weird period of time in my life. And obviously I'm in a long-term relationship now, but I definitely don't feel like I would get as, if I was single, I feel like I would probably, my cards would, my my luck would be different because I feel Absolutely. better about myself. Totally. So it's it, about the energy you project. If, like if, if you come across like you are desperate for that person to text you back, they probably are going to be less inclined yeah, to. Yeah, I completely agree. All of my experiences in my 20s with guys that were bad, I if I actually looked and studied my behaviour and what I was doing, totally. I know for a fact I was probably, I was probably acting coldly 
and weirdly because I was afraid that they didn't like me already. Exactly. Because I didn't have the self-esteem. Yeah, you just have to be one of those warm people with a good energy. Mm. If I were to read back some of the text chats that I've had with boys, I think it would probably give me a heart attack. No. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I was a mess. Right, we probably should move on to our next question, which yeah. is, um, how do we feel about marriage and long-term commitment? Good question. What are our opinions on it? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll start. Yeah. I am fine with not getting married. Mm-hmm. I don't need, to, I would like to get asked, mm. but I don't need to. I don't need to get married, you know? Like a wedding. Sure, I'd like a big, big wedding. <laughs> I love a big party, get a nice dress. But I don't think I've got enough friends to get married. I know, that's what I think about sometimes I genuinely too. wouldn't have anyone on my side apart from you. So oh my God. I don't think I've got enough friends to get married. And also, I don't want to get divorced. Yeah. It's so much nicer to be in a situation right now to be like, I am like absolutely want to be with you for the rest of my life. I want to grow old with you. I would like to, you know, one of us to die mm. first and mm. then to the other to, you know, like... Be all sad and get all yeah. small. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd like, I'd like to grow old with him and I'm in love with him forever and ever and ever. And I'm... Sometimes I think, like, whenever he drops down to the floor for some reason, which is very rare, because mm. no, not you don't really have to be on the floor, but with a baby you do. Mm. So whenever he does get down the floor, I've occasionally recently I've had these moments where I've been like, is he about to propose? <laughs> is he about to propose? And my heart has started racing. And obviously it never happens. And that's okay. But I, I genuinely think I'm fine with it. I don't ever think I saw myself as someone getting married. I can imagine you getting married. No, I didn't. I did not ever picture myself as a bride growing up, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you seem a lot more traditional than me in a lot of ways. Mm. I would love to get married. Yeah. I really would. I don't know. I mean, there's literally nothing else to it. I think that I just think it's really romantic, the idea of making an unrealistic commitment to someone. Like, sure, most marriages end in divorce and weddings are super expensive and whatever, whatever, whatever. How much would you spend on a wedding? I mean, I didn't even know how much they cost, but I found out recently. They cost so much. They cost like 60, 70 grand. Well, like the expensive ones, but the average UK wedding is around 30 grand. 30? Yeah. Yeah. Who's got 30 grand? Who's got 30 grand for a wedding? Saved up for a wedding? I guess parents chip in and stuff like that, but... I mean, that is absurd. But, to expect, but that's what I find so old-fashioned about the system. Yeah. And that, that's when, I, if I actually do look at marriage as a as an institution, I do find it slightly troubling. Yeah, and cringy as like, well. Like, to ask your parents mm. to pay for you to get married, to have a party, mm. to someone they didn't choose, yeah. that's fucked up. It is weird. And, and, and obviously there are so many, like, weird traditions in it, like the father giving the daughter away and stuff like that. Like, that does creep me out. If it's an arranged like marriage, that. fine, I'll be happy. Yeah, happy, absolutely. Happy that makes that. sense. Go for it. Um, but it's just a, it is it is strange but I like strange rituals and I think the fact that it is so strange and it but it means so much it carries so much weight for somebody to ask you that shows that they really love you mm. oh absolutely but you can find love in other ways and I think having children first did change that that whole sequence of I events. think that you could have one of those cool bohemian weddings where all your kids are like involved in it I I, I can so imagine mm. that happening but when you do see a successful marriage and then you you like I've only been to one uh, wedding where they're still a successful marriage it is lovely to know that you were there at that that on that day mm. and that they're still going but when you've also been at a marriage that hasn't worked out mm. it's kind of like but then I do think about you know certain things and it's a lovely day yeah. for everybody involved and and, and it's and one it, of the only opportunities that your whole family yes, sees each other exactly yes that's really nice so I um I also think given that me and Alfie essentially could almost we could Almost, it almost is like an arranged marriage. Mm. The fact that we, well, actually, you know, we chose to be together and we fell in love and we're 
it's a completely different situation, but I have thought about arranged marriages quite a lot and how I think they're quite amazing sometimes because you're deciding to commit to this person no matter what mm. and you're you've written out these rules and these kind of you know things you're you're promising to each other there's something quite nice about that I think that's why I do really like married at first sight programs oh so I think that you mean arranged marriage in the in in the more kind of western sense of like the the, the arranged marriages like when people take a risk both no. of them together <laughs> no, yeah. I mean obviously you don't mean like when a ch- like a, a young child woman is like married off to a guy 30 years older yeah than no I don't mean like, like that a, at all I just mean like, you know, I sometimes do compare me and Alfie sometimes to an arranged marriage um, because we've chosen to be together after I got pregnant after one night stand, like mm-hmm. in that way. So that, but that I don't agree of... with like a child getting married to a random man. Sure, sure, sure. We don't believe in child brides on no. this podcast, okay? No, no, That's not what we're saying. No, 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 no. That's not what we're saying. It depends on the child. <laughs> <laughs> I do not agree with that, no. It's comedy. It's comedy. I don't yeah, agree. I don't it. agree. And it also, me and Alfie aren't like an arranged marriage. But at the same time, I do like the idea of committing to somebody no matter what and just fuck everything else. Yeah. I promise that I'm going to do these things and be loyal and not cheat on you and, you know, I mean, that's be a good thing. wife. You're going to fancy other people and you're going to have like moments where you're like, oh, wow, maybe being single would be fun. But the whole point of commitment is that you do... You, you confront those things and you say, being with the person I love is, is worth more than that. Yes. And it just is. It is by a million times. Like, it is so much more fun to be with somebody that all the time that you love, that makes you laugh and that is great to have around than, I don't know, in my opinion, than, than, than being single and like hoping that you're going to meet someone like who, who fulfills those categories and yeah. maybe having lots of sex. It's just difficult, isn't it? Because I, I really like being in a relationship and I really love uh the kind of the habits and the rituals of being in a in a long-term relationship but at the same time I I know he's gonna have sex with other people at some point I know that I will I know that that's probably something and that's the luxury of not being married and so Mm, I'm kind of enjoying enjoying those things more and I think it's quite a modern approach I mean obviously I I might not have sex he might not have sex we might just stay together forever and ever until we die but but I know that I know that's unlikely yeah so we're just taking it day by day. And, and therefore you're just nice. enjoying the time that you have together now. Yeah. yeah. And making that choice to be together right now. Mm. And also allowing each other the freedom to grow and change in other areas if, if you need to at some point. Totally. Down yeah. the line. Yeah. Hopefully not now. Hopefully not now. No, no. Uh, got, well, things are good right now. Stay, even... stay, stay right now. Yeah, stay yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Stay here. We know you're listening, Alfie. And Horatio. I don't think Alfie listens anymore. So I can say anything. That's fine. Mm. Everyone my age is... Ahead of me. That's mm. another question, which That's is a, a lovely question. A lot. Yeah. Uh, well, everyone my age is ahead of me. How, how about you? <laughs> oh my God, yeah, everyone my age is ahead of me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If I go for drinks to my friends now, the ones that have like fancy jobs, oh my God, it's like a different universe they live in. I hung up with my friend Anna recently and she works as a trader, which is like a, a stock trader. She did maths. She's like a maths genius, and which is so funny because you talk to her and she doesn't come across that way at all. But like she works in high fancy business now and um she was just even just the coat she was wearing it was like that's an adult woman's from coat from you know it's from reese or or what is it Zara. called lk bennett or something oh, yeah. those are shoes or ghost mm, or ghost something like that just the way the cut the everything the way it made her walk 
And I just felt like a child sitting next to her <laughs> in this shabby, torn little corduroy jacket that I stole from you when I was like 17. I don't have a winter coat. I just have a thin jacket. You do need to get a winter coat this year. I'm not a winter coat kind of gal. You are, you're like Margot. She just doesn't want coats. She likes being cold. I like a jacket. I like light layers. I get hot very easy. Yeah. So I like to be able to strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winter coat is too much of a big commitment. Mm. Um, and it's one look. It's just I don't understand people who have a different coat each year. That's strange. Are they well. made of money? Exactly. Like, how much did Heat influence? I mean, sorry. How much did Heat <laughs> magazine influence you when it did that big push for like, what's your winter coat going to be this year? I feel like people really ingested that information. Where do they keep these coats? Where do they keep them? They take up a lot of room. Um, I definitely feel it. It becomes different later on. Um. But I definitely feel money is a huge part of how I assess everything now. I think I talk about money a lot. It's really bad. But it's only because... when, when Yeah, it's only, it's only when you're anxious about it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm anxious about money. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I've never not been anxious about money, though. Um, but I definitely feel... I now think... So I was watching The Great British Bake Off last mm. night with Matt Lucas and Noel Fielding as presenters. And I, I just couldn't stop thinking about how much money they might have. <laughs> I was thinking, are they the type of rich that is, they've got like a big house mm. and maybe a couple of cars, maybe a house in the country, but they don't have much money day to day. They still need jobs to come in. Mm-hmm. Or are they t- the type of re- rich that has never like bought a house, um, has loads of like expensive clothes and things um, like I want to know how much is in their current account. <laughs> mm, that's what I want to know. <laughs> do actually. they have a Monzo account? Yeah, do they have a Monzo? So I just want to know that kind of detail because I don't think people have as much money as we think. Yeah, who are well known. Well, especially when they keep popping up and you're like, oh wow, somebody needs a paycheck. Yeah. Like Rylan. Rylan is on everything. Clearly. He presents the one show. He presents It Takes Two. Strictly come down to spinoff. Exactly. Well, the thing is, maybe when they get their big break and they get that big lump sum of money, whatever, and they buy a house, maybe. It's the mortgage payments and therefore they need to keep Yeah, but if they're up. able to buy a house, why do they need a mortgage? Just buy the house. Maybe they weren't able to buy the house all outright. Yeah. It's very, it's very intriguing, it's isn't it? It's intriguing. So no, I, I just, yeah, I think of, when I look at people's Instagram sometimes, I'm think, that's an expensive coat. How did you have money for that coat? I know, I always think that. Um, Where's that bag come from? That's an expensive, you've got five bags. Yeah. I counted your bags. <laughs> So I, I kind of think of it like that now. I don't think of it like, oh, she's just got a book deal or he's just got that job. I think of it like, that's a new bag. Mm, mm. <laughs> so to answer the question, how how do you cope when you feel like people your age are doing better than you? Um, if it's just financially, like, well, that's just life, isn't it? There are going to be people that are, make more money than you and stuff like that. But if it's spiritually or like you feel like people are doing better than you career-wise and have found themselves and stuff like that. Don't focus on, on, on what they're doing. That They're only doing something that, you know, seemingly makes them happy because they've been focusing on themselves. You just got to focus on what you actually want. And also remember that, like, you can read those articles where it's like 50 people who didn't become famous until they were, you know, in their 60s type of thing. Like, there are a million examples of people doing well young, but there are also a million examples of people not finding themselves until they're way later on. The only thing that matters is that you actually just stop comparing yourself to other people. I mean, it's difficult to do and I still do it all the time, but I do it so much less. Yeah, but also if it is about your insecurity about where you are at in your career and stuff, you know, 
maybe a bit hard on yourself. Be a bit hard on yourself. And think, am I working hard That's enough? That's Jessie's advice. I'm, I don't Are know. I'm you good fucking cop. working hard enough? I'm is good what cop. I She's know. like, up. You're doing fine. Are you okay? putting in the hours? No, no. Self care. Just give yourself a pat on the back. Okay. Stop patting yourself on the back. You know, get that, on the treadmill. The brave thing was just asking the question in the first place. <laughs> so, do you know what? Think about your output. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get it done. Okay. Kisses. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. Last question. Last question. Um, Would either of us go on Strictly? I am petitioning to get on Strictly. Please, can we all do a campaign for me? It's so fucking annoying, though, because if you go on Strictly, like... You can't. When I'm famous in 10 (laughs) years' time, I can't go on it. Yes, you can. Siblings can. That would be lovely. Maybe we could go on it together. It would be my lifelong dream to go on Strictly. That's my my lifelong dream. You know that's my lifelong dream. It's my lifelong you dream. You would do so much better than me. The I thing would is, win. I would I, win. It's, it's, it's a bold thing to say. You would win on dance. But... I would win on personality. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry, personality does not win you the Strictly Cup. It's okay, not a cup, is it? It's a disco enough. ball. But you know how it is. But fair enough. But you, the thing is, you would do much better with the um, the steps. So like waltzing and fox trotting. I can't follow steps like that. I would have to get them to, to really explain it to me. Um... But I would, I would just love the competition element and mm. the athlete. I'm an athlete, yeah. of course. You're an athlete. So, I would love the training because I love it when they're like in mm. the studio. And like, they're like, what? And you see the different tracksuits yeah, they're wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like taking a photo in the mirror. Oh, God, love I it. love it. Absolutely have you seen, love it. Have you, you haven't seen any of this yet. No. So I am so committed to Strictly this year that I'm watching, I'm eating my dinner every day to It Takes Two, presented by Rylan. He's, he's literally presenting everything. Um, then I watch the one show, sometimes presented by Rylan. <laughs> And I've got, I've made the kids get so into it. Mm. They've got favourites. Um, I'm obsessed. I'm just completely obsessed. I just, oh, I would love to be on Strictly but Come Dancing. the most awful situation would be to get on it, to think it's going to be this big highlight of your life mm. slash career, and then to be out first. I would be devastated. I would be so humiliated. No, we wouldn't get sent out first week. Sorry. Not no, us. You just Not don't us. know. You just don't know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> you just don't know. No, I can say with confidence. <laughs> with confidence. I've never been so sure of anything in my goddamn okay, life. Okay, well, did you, I'm a slave if to get me If I went on, if, excuse me, if I went on Strictly Come Dancing, I would win. Cool. As long as we all know that, we can all agree. She I'm never going to get asked. I'm never going to get asked to go on Strictly Come Dancing. But you never know. I remember watching you dance as a teenager and just being so amazed. I'm you should have been a dancer, dancer BB. I, I'm an incredible dancer. Why didn't you go to dance school? <laughs> I did. I mean, I, well, I did dance classes until I was but like you 18. But you should have gone to dance school. No, they're not academic dance schools, I think, in the way that well, I was enjoyed. Look at the academia you're using in your life. You should definitely have gone to dance school. You missed a trick. Fucking beach. You should have gone to dance school. You missed out. I don't out. think I should have gone to dance school. I don't think I would have enjoyed the career and the life of a dancer. No, but imagine being in musicals as a day job. How cool would that be? Again, okay, the I other don't story, really think I would like that. The backstory of somebody in Strictly, and you only know this if you are you have children and you watch shows like The Masked Singer and The Masked Dancer and The Greatest Dancer, which is probably a very small selection of our following. Um, but because of Donnie and Margot, we are obsessed with these types of shows. There was a show last year or at the end of 2019 called The Greatest Dancer, which was all different types of dance. Um, anyone could apply. It was like the, a kind of British got, Britain's Got Talent type show. And they they won this couple. They were a ballroom couple. They were husband and wife. They were I don't know where they were from. Um, amazing dancers. And they beat all the different types of dance, like hip hop and you know other types of dance. <laughs> 
anyway, their dream in life, the the winner of this this competition, the Great Dancer, got to do a dance on one of the episodes of Strictly Come Dancing. But their dream as a couple was to be a professional dance couple on Strictly Come Dancing. Oh. No, but what's happened is this year, finally, the wife is on. But the husband's gone. No! The husband said, the, the, and she's not a professional dancer. She's a professional dancer. She's in the um, on, ensemble. Ensemble, but, but she she's hasn't not, got a partner. She's not got a partner. But she's always made the lead dancer in all of the, the big dance, the group dances. And I, she looks like she's just so happy, but she also looks heartbroken. Well, so I no, know she, but she does some good work this year. Hubby's going to yeah. be on the way next year. Oh, he has to be. Oh, I just want to know what That's happens. That's such a nice story. I know. I just, I just... Honestly, you just have to see her. She's an amazing dancer. And she's so happy. But I reckon she's in her late 20s now. She's got to get on it. Mm. They, 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 it's, honestly, the career has a relatively short yeah. lifespan. So, totally. I mean, un, like obviously, if you're a ballerina, very one. But, you know, if you're like any other kind of dancer, I just, I don't know if I would have, I don't know if I love <laughs> dancing enough to do it all day, every day. But I do love to dance. And I think, it, I hopefully, at some point, I get to do, some, like, do a big musical. Definitely. Margot's just started ballet and she's, there's only two, three other girls in her class. The first two weeks there was only one other girl and I'm not allowed in because of COVID. I can't watch. So I don't know what the fuck she's doing. But so I begged the teacher to send me a video mm. of what they're doing. And she sent this um, one minute long video of them doing a warm up with these three other girls. And Margot's so bad. <laughs> she just can't do it. She's making up her own moves. She's doing like a sassy, like, I know, I know. I think Margot's learned most of her dancing ability from J-Lo. Yeah, from J-Lo? Mm. Oh my God. Let's not get started talking about it. We've already run out of time. Anyway, yeah, so we were both, we were both die to be on Strictly Come Dancing. That's, that's our are, answer. If you have any connections If in anyone world, has any connections, any, you know. I'm first, Obviously, I'm older. Yeah, <laughs> Jessie's actually famous, so yeah. You've got I'm to, not famous, but. You're very much famous. Okay, I would happily, I would, I would. You're at least a C-list, you're a C-list I'm, I'm C, C slash D. Um, I would go. I'm. I'm a whore. I would. I would go on any fucking reality show. Just let me. I mean, I'm not like, any reality show. You wouldn't go on um, Naked Attraction. No, <laughs> no, that show actually still makes me feel nauseous. Um, gotcha. But no, I would go on I'm a Celeb too, just because I, again, at the athlete in me would enjoy the physical challenge. I would eat anything if I had to. If I knew I was going to win something, I would eat it. That's horrible and three weeks away i'd be away for three weeks like think about the writing i could do that's yeah, true I, I mean, fair enough i think that you being i think that that would be that would be a wonderful spectacle i hope that that happens at some point in my life that you go on i'm yeah. up. yeah you'd have to come to australia and be like in the camp yeah yeah yeah. i'd want to be like waving behind anton deck uh, <laughs> um, okay cool we've done over an hour so i think we need to stop we're a little hyper today yeah. aren't we but we have, we're going to talk about like other live stuff. We'll talk about that on our next podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Talk about other live stuff. Um, because we're starting to be more, um, you know, like, uh, what's the word? Man- we're trying to manifest more positive stuff in our lives. Totally. We're going to be more positive about promoting things that we are actually doing. So please come to our live podcast shows, which will be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to like dress up and it's at the really cool venue 21 Soho in Soho Square. So it'll be like a nice night out there. We're doing three or four. A nice, nice night, night out. out. Night out in, with the girls. Um, tw- in November and I think one in December. Mm-hmm. So you have to book now because tickets will go. Oh, I don't know that, but just book. Just but, take just one look at us. You know that they're going to go. <laughs> 
Um, also, I'm doing some uh, work in progress comedy shows at <laughs> Two North Down, um, which uh, are going to be an hour. I'm doing half an hour and Alfie is doing half an hour at three of the shows. And then I also have a mystery guest doing the first one. <laughs> so, um, But you have to... Well, did we write the dates under the last one? Um, we should have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. You should have, with the links. Yeah. So, please come to them. And thank you for listening. And also, if you become a Patreon lately, because we've had loads of new Patreons mm. in the last uh, month, which has been so nice. It's only £3 a fucking month. Yeah. No big deal. That's one flat white. Yeah, it's not even It's not even a flat white. Yeah. Flat white's 380 where we go. That's ridiculous, that actually. Is, that's too expensive. That's too expensive. We spend way too much money on coffee. Mm. But anyway, buy us a coffee. Mm. And if you don't like the content, then you can just leave. Mm. Yeah? Mm. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ooh.